This very special episode of Unlocked on Kraken is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. You can join me at, on Spotify Greenroom sometime tomorrow, sometime after the draft. Just follow at Locked on Kraken for all the details. But uh, Greenroom is changing the way we talk sports. But let's get into this much-anticipated episode. We haven't played a game yet, but the word is already out that we've got some crazy passionate fans and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them you are locked on kraken your daily podcast on the seattle kraken part of the locked on podcast network your team every day we are the seattle kraken hey kraken fans coming to you live from jfk airport because i prioritized sleep and had to do that because i fit too much into Tuesday, but I am on my way to Seattle. I'm going to be there soon, uh, maybe even by the time you are listening to this episode, but we are going to do another squad cast. If you listen to Locked on Coyotes, you might have heard some of this because I am joined by Robin, and yes, you guessed it, we are squad casting. We are talking about the expansion draft that is happening today. All the stars are meeting in Seattle, and I cannot wait to join in on the fun. If you're not already following at Locked on Kraken on Instagram in particular, or me at elindsay08, that's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-0-8, I highly recommend that you do that because I will be vlogging and taking pictures, and the easiest way for me to share all of that with you without hopping on a podcast is to share it on social media. So without further ado, you're going to hear my squad cast with Robin talking about the expansion draft from the Coyotes' perspective. That will be coming up on Wednesday. Uh, to join us to talk about the upcoming expansion draft is the host of the uh, Locked On Kraken podcast, Erica Ayala. Uh, Erica, how are you doing? Hey, Robin, thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to keep my Squadcast tour going strong with Locked On Coyotes. But uh, yeah, I'm doing well. I, As we are recording, it's Sunday, so I've spent you know a, a good portion of the morning taking a look at at these protected lists, but even more so the players that are available for each of the teams that will be participating, or I should say giving up players in the expansion draft. Yeah, no, the players that are available in the expansion draft from every team, it baffles my mind seeing what every other team is doing. And I look at, you know, the teams that the, the players that Kai just made available. And it's like, you know, I think we did. A, we, we, we're, we're off. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I definitely want to pick your brain on that, especially because anyone that's been listening to Locked on Kraken knows that I've had about three different drafts or draft experts that I've focused on a lot. One is um, Scott Brendan of Cheap Seats Sports, who did a YouTube series and has been doing this for month months, excuse me, going team by team and then did his mock draft predictions also have had Marissa and Jemmy who just recently was hired by the Seattle times actually to be a Seattle Kraken beat reporter. But we had her on the show before that news was official and also Ben Pope over at the Chicago sun times. And a lot of people, uh, I spoke to all these people before a trade 
Um, and and they of course thought that Aiden Hill might be available for Seattle. But uh, what can you tell us uh, about why that maybe has changed in the last handful of days? <laughs> well, first I'll tell you if you listen to uh, to my show at all in the past month, I kept saying I'm like, oh, Seattle's going to pick Aiden Hill or Darcy Campbell depending on who they protect, and it's it's just not going to be fair. We're going to lose one of our goaltenders for nothing, and then on. Saturday afternoon, the Arizona Coyotes decide to, well, ship Aiden Hill off on a trade to the San Jose Sharks. And I'm like, okay, that's, <laughs> I guess, and not, not, and not to mention, like I mentioned this on a uh, previous, on a, uh, the previous episode right before recording with you, uh, uh, that getting him for a second, ra- uh, for a second round pick next year's draft, I mean, that's definitely better than. Seattle picking him up for nothing. And I was, that was the thing I was most worried about. Yeah. I think a lot of people were worried about that. A lot of teams, which, you know, makes a lot of sense. And I think we have seen a lot of trades and some players even left protected, which is all the more reason. I think we were talking about this when we were offline, but, uh, and also have to give a shout out to Rachel from locked on flyers who mentioned that, you know, we really have to see there are going to be some names that go in the expansion draft that might be um, essentially put in motion once free agency opens. Yeah. And, and, and it's going to be an inter- interesting to see exactly how that goes. Obviously, um, like I said, like from all the rest of the rest of the NHL, lots of big names out there. Um, and to, to a lot to my surprise, it's, you guys you guys got some uh got some work going for you yeah and now it's also a matter of though what are we going to do when it comes to the cap now the the seattle kraken obviously their cap is almost as far as what they've used is essentially non-existent again one player luke henman um but you know not a player expected to you know start in the nhl system but um you know, there's certain money that Seattle has to spend, right? A minimum threshold for them as an expansion team. But again, because of free agency, like what is going to happen? So Aiden Hill taken off the board, at least from your perspective, right? But before we get into, and I do want to get into the Coyotes, you know, who's available, who is protected. But another big name out there as far as goalies and goaltenders is, of course, Carey Price. Uh, Just quickly, I'd love to get your thoughts, Robin, on, on what you think Montreal is doing there. Do you think that's a good contract for the Seattle Kraken to pick up? It's a risky contract now, because I think um, Montreal knows. I mean, you know, ten and a half million dollars is a lot of money to swallow if if you're any team, not just Seattle, any any team, and you're just like it takes it, it. It would take a lot of thinking, um, and maybe that's one of the things that Montreal is thinking. But maybe it's something Seattle does want to take a look at for the marketing value because mm. Carey Price carries a big name and that that could draw fans probably in the snap of a finger. I like that. I think you're absolutely right. I kind of was talking about this when talking about the entry draft. Uh, William Eklund is someone that I've been looking a lot at. I think he's a more flashy player than who I ultimately think and would pick if I were the Seattle Kraken, that being Matthew Beniers. But 
Eklund, his game, especially as a forward, as a scorer, it's kind of sexy, right? You, you want something kind of sexy uh, as far as to get the entertainment value up. Carey Price, obviously, we need to look no further than the most recent Stanley Cup final to know his value and what he can do for a team, especially in the playoffs, with, of course, the the history of the Golden Knights since entering the league square on the shoulders of the Seattle Kraken as they enter their expansion draft on Wednesday. That's definitely something people are keeping an eye on. But putting all of that to the side just for a moment, I agree with you. It's a risky contract, you know, looking at the numbers and, you know, there's uh, because of the, you know, the flat salary cap and everything, you know, being stingy with numbers and knowing how going over that cap and, and, you know, really having to stick within that cap can affect teams. It's certainly something Seattle is going to have to look at, but you also got to think about it this way. If you're an expansion team, you want to win. Now having a goaltender that can win you games, um, I, I don't know. I, I think I kind of like it unless you think there's another goaltender on the market that can give you that same out of uh, value added. Is there, I'm not sure, but I think it's definitely worth considering and I'll leave that to Ron Francis and his crew as to whether uh, the math um, makes good sense. <laughs> <laughs> I could say if there's a, if there's someone you can trust, it's Ron Francis. He's He's probably one of the smartest hockey minds out there right now. And that's what's been a lot of fun, actually, to cover the National Hockey League. For This will be my first true season covering the NHL by way of the Seattle Kraken. Obviously, being in hockey for the last seven seasons, I've, I've known what was happening in the NHL, but mostly have covered women's hockey, um, which, of course, has its unique set of uh, things to, to consider. But coming now to be able to, again, get, get an inside look into Ron Francis, his legacy, as a player, obviously, but also now as an executive is really fun. And there's still a lot of guesstimating that we're going to do all the more reason why I'm so excited for that schedule to drop. Um, we're hearing that it's going to come out the 22nd. So I'm really excited for that. But, but Robin, we did get again, that list of protected players from Arizona. Um, first with any players on the protected list that you are surprised by, um, your thoughts just on who, at least as of right now is going to remain, um, in, in the Valley. Uh, no true surprises for me, actually. Like I, like I would say this is about 95%, maybe even like a little bit more of what I thought the Coyotes were going to protect. So like I was, I was pretty close. I think the only wild cards um, for me were, you know, them deciding to protect uh, Kyle Cabo-Bianco, defenseman, and Lawson Kraus. They they were, like, on the edge where, like, it could have been, it couldn't have been, it wouldn't have really, to me, it really wouldn't have mattered either way. But the rest of them, the other nine players out there, like, I, it was absolutely no surprise to me. I'm like, this is exactly how probably 99% of us saw it. Yeah, I I think, yeah, looking at that list, looking at a lot of the lists from other experts, that seems to be consensus. So with that being said, before we get into who we think will be fun for, for my team to focus on, I, I'm trying to also, when I'm doing these squad casts, just get a sense of, of where your team is at. Obviously, new coach, I was listening to um, your episodes right around that, the time that that news broke, um, but, but what do you like about the potential with... 
um, this protected list, new head coach, uh, and some of the moves that you've seen so far? And and how do you think that will bode when it comes to uh, the fall for, for Arizona? Unattended baggage will be removed immediately and turned over to security. I told you I was at the airport. For tomorrow's episode, I'm going to give you Mock Draft 2.0 by Locked On NHL. So you will hear that. I might pepper in, if I'm able, uh, a bonus episode with some sights and sounds specific to the expansion draft. But again, best way to catch all of that is to follow me on social meets, a.k.a. social media, and check out uh, social media. I will let you know when I'm going to do a Spotify green room. But I also want to tell you a little bit about Spotify green room and why I enjoy it so much. Because when I'm doing things like traveling to cover the Seattle Kraken or any of the other stuff that I do, I can get in a podcast. I can have the audio recorded for me. All I need is my mobile device, a set of headphones, and some good friends and fans just like you willing to talk that hockey with me. So uh, it's definitely changing the way we talk sports. You can engage with athletes in real time or other podcasters and experts around not just the NHL, but around all sports. I talk a lot of women's basketball. The Olympics is coming up. I think Spotify Green Room is going to be a game changer there. So make sure you follow me at elindsay 8 so you know when I'm starting a room. And another one of our good sponsors here at Locked on Kraken is, of course, Built Bar. And I have to let you know, I definitely uh, have some double chocolate Built Bars in my bag as I'm traveling literally across the country. And they're great because it's going to give me the boost that I need to be able to edit everything, go over all my expansion draft notes. And it's got 17 to 18 grams of protein, but only 130 to 180 calories per bar All of the bars are covered in chocolate, which also makes it just the right amount of sweet while only having four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So if you want to be like me and the U.S. track and field team, uh, because Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. You know, I like. Uh, I mean, I, I like the core that they decided to co- um, that, that they're going with here, and Andre Tourney, and he, you know, his focus is on that fresh start. You know, obviously, no secret the Coyotes are rebuilding, and uh, if you have players to rebuild around, there are a select group in within these players that are protected who definitely fit that bill on players that you want to rebuild around to create a successful team. Anyone who's anyone who's listened to my podcast knows that I'm a on the at least for forwards I'm a huge fan of Connor Garland and defenseman Jacob Chikrin. Like they, like I probably talk about them at least once a week. <laughs> um, and if you're going to build a team around young guys, they are the gun. They are the ones to do it, and that it, it makes perfect sense to me. All right, so you're liking that from your perspective, um, you know. But the, there's there's always the possibility of of uh, losing some players, and the list of available. Um, any surprises there? We'll start there, as far as you know, 
thinking about what you just said and, and maybe where Arizona is headed. Any names on this list that you think maybe could have, uh, I mean, I guess they still have the potential, but that you'd really like to see, see it through. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't think there are really uh, any players, I guess, as a surprise. Um, I guess with the exception of one player and that's being Tyler Pitlick, um, you know, solid, uh, you know, depth player. I think he can maybe slot in top six, borderline top six forward. Um, and he was the one, I guess, like when I mentioned Lawson Kraus, it was either him or Lawson Kraus to, on that last protected player. So that's where the half surprise goes into me because it's like, mm. it could go the either, like one or the other. And, Obviously, Lawson Krauss won the lottery, tour to say, on getting protected. Tyler Pitlick was the one to uh, get exposed. And that's, you know, that's how we go. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think um, some of this, again, is just a matter of fit and and how things will will pan out. We know absolutely nothing about <laughs> the roster for the Seattle Kraken. But that being said, if you now if you were to put on, you know, a different GM hat, look at things from the Seattle Kraken perspective, are there some names? Are there some players that you think were really great in the locker room, maybe have been um, efficient and effective on the ice, a combination of, of those two things or even more that you think might be a good fit for an expansion team that has some potential, especially given given, you know, how, how the division is broken down. Um, that, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I guess a couple players I was looking at, obviously, you know, I'll go back to do the player I just mentioned, Tyler Pitt. Like he's, uh, the, I mean, Kaidu's just picked him up uh, over the off, last off season to kind of, you know, help bolster depth. Um, and, you know, he, he fit, he fit right in the bill and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Uh, and you know, I think he he uh, he would be a good ad for an you know an expansion team if you're looking for a forward defense. I I, I would tell you I look no for no further than Ilya Labushkin, classic mm-hmm. stay-at-home defenseman who has uh, proven like, if you like if Seattle's looking at any like offensive defensemen and like you know solid ones on any other team, pair the, like pair that guy up with Labushkin, you got a good pairing right there. Yeah, and we know that Ron Francis is known for liking defenders, certainly in the entry draft with his time with the Carolina Hurricanes, and has said time and time again in media with Seattle Kraken media members that, uh, you know, really working the middle. So that's your goaltender obviously your defenders and, you know, centermen as well is extremely important. And, you know, you're hard pressed to find a, a formula that in which that's not going to work, especially for a team that's either in a rebuild or in our case is building from the foundation. <laughs> yep. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how, see how that goes. And, they, and like I said, so um, like those two players are, you know, they're, they'd be pretty solid picks for that, for an expansion team. Um, obviously um, I wouldn't be hard pressed to see them go, but yeah, it'd be uh, for, um, from a Coyotes perspective that, uh, you know, they, they serve the Coyotes well. And if they were a player to get picked, Hey, I, you know, I can't, can't complain. 
There it goes. There it goes. All right. So Robin, another thing I've been asking as I'm doing these squad casts is because in fairness at Locked on Kraken, we're pretty, you know, locked in, if you will, on the expansion draft and then a quick turnaround to the entry draft. So lots of drafts, again, wanting to get that roster, wanting to look at the schedule, lots of firsts happening. But then, you know, it's an off season. It's, uh, I don't know, is it technically the first off season or is it, it's the, it's pre off season for, for the Kraken, but what will that look like for you as far as things that you are excited to, to discuss when it comes to Arizona, um, or maybe just NHL things, uh, you know, all around. I really want to see what Bill Armstrong is doing. To, I mean, because uh, this is the first full off season for the Coyotes new GM. Uh, he was picked up you know, right before the draft last year. So there wasn't really much he could do. So this is the first time where I'm, I'm going to get to see what uh, this general manager for the Coyotes has in mind. Um, there's a lot of uh, pending free agents on Arizona who needs who need contracts. Connor Garland is one of them. I want to see exactly how this pans out for them. What are they going to do? Are they going to try to go for more draft picks like they did? uh on saturday because that was uh impressive getting that get, getting the draft picks that they did so i just want to see what bill armstrong can do mm, indeed indeed and i also want to ask you this not uh squarely nhl related but the state of arizona is obviously uh buzzing because of the nba finals and actually when the wnba returns the commissioner's cup will be held in Phoenix as well. So basketball is given a lot of love to Arizona these days. Uh, what does that look like, you know, just as far as being in the state and uh, how people are embracing or, or maybe not, I don't know, the, the Suns. And uh, do you see that being able to translate, uh, you know, with Arizona, as you said, with a new GM and, and some pretty big decisions to make? Uh, it takes a, it, it's going to take a bit for, for that kind of stuff to translate. Cause obviously one, uh, the, the, these these fans obviously it, it kind of su sucks to say it but they like success you know they're not mm. going to show up unless there's some success out there and obviously the suns are are proving that and obviously you know there any other professional team in here who's gone through their high points definitely know that the diamondbacks have gone through a high point and they've got fans and right now that's not the case yeah. um yikes diamondbacks they had a pretty brutal one a few days ago was it yikes <laughs> yeah not good not good at all um <laughs> and the coyotes like they've had you know moments before in the in the past you know i think back in 2012 what it was so that, what is that now like nine years ago feels forever uh they <laughs> Uh, you know they were in the Western Conference Finals against against uh, LA, and they brought they brought the house. They had good good fan following, and then went through after that years and years and years of rebuild and struggled. Not to mention they have their arena on the uh, west side of the uh, the valley in Phoenix, which is hard to get to if you have ever come to uh, come to the valley. Traffic is terrible, uh, but that's that's a whole nother thing. All right, folks, after today, I'm expecting the odds over at betonline.ag for the Seattle Kraken to win the 2022 Stanley Cup to exponentially increase. But the only way for you to know is if you head over to betonline.ag where you 
can find the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Don't sit on the sideline anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. runs. Even if it's next year, <laughs> head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs> yeah, uh, as someone who lives in a booming metropolis, uh, traffic woes are so real. Uh, and that's why I don't, uh, drive on a daily basis anymore. But, uh, so yeah, I will, uh, I'll pass on the traffic. Uh, next time I, I come through Phoenix, I will make sure to avoid that at all costs. <laughs> this is why, this is why I live in Tucson and not Phoenix. There it's you go. Much, much better city. There you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm a uh, team, no traffic. Uh, also love public transportation. I'm a little spoiled being in New York city. Uh, cause I don't really have to deal with at least not, uh, auto traffic anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I, I'd, I'd like that. It'd be nice. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. But, uh, I'm looking forward to, I was saying on locked on crack and I'm looking forward to being on the West coast. So I am going to be in Seattle for the expansion draft, trying to work out some some media credentialing, but I have a few other tricks up my sleeve if uh, for one reason or another that doesn't work and have to give a shout out just to the fans who've been amazing and and uh, there's going to be like uh, opportunities to watch the draft on a, on a big screen, you know, for those on basically any floating device uh, in one of the coves, that's going to be super cool. There's uh, the official event that's happening um, through the NHL that's that's happening in one of the local parks and lots of just throughout the Pacific Northwest. And I talked about this on my show for Friday, just a lot of places to watch. So there's a lot of excitement. I'm super excited to be in Seattle for all of that. I'm going to stick around, go to a Mariners game on Thursday. They're having an activation, a cross promo with uh, the Kraken. They're having Kraken night um, at, uh, I believe it's T-Mobile Park now. So um, yeah, I think I think it's just going to be a good time. I'm excited also because we're pretty much expecting that the jersey reveal is going to coincide with that first pick in particular. So uh, as if we weren't already in love with all things Seattle Kraken and their merch, um, having an official jersey and and knowing what the drip is going to look like, uh, I think it has a lot of people excited. My wallet, maybe not so much, but <laughs> you know, uh, just have to do some more green rooms. <laughs> probably, I, yeah, probably. I mean, that's. I mean, I guess that's that's the way I'd go, especially because like when they first showed their logo and everything, I was freaking amazed. I was, I love this. Like you guys are doing phenomenal. Yeah, I think it's super exciting and. I, what I like about it is that for, for the most part, you know, I don't feel that anything has been forced, even the, the diversity and inclusion efforts, you know, the, the true inclusion efforts, having intersectionality uh, consultants like Chanel Keenan, who I've had on the show, she's one of a few. Uh, it just seems like everything's being done intentionally. I was able to do as a freelance writer, some of the work behind the logo and the colors, and there's a lot of history that's there. So I'm hoping that translates to the ice as well. And I get the sense just from everything that Ron is saying, everything that head coach Dave Haxtell is saying that there is a commitment to that culture. There's a commitment to being innovative. We see what their analytics department is looking like. Um, so I think there's a lot of potential 
Now, on the flip side, I'm not completely sure what the patience level. I know you were talking about, you know, uh, Arizona fans. I'm not sure what the patience level of Seattle fans is comparative to what I'm used to in New York, where even in women's sports, you have a lot of overlapping teams that are in the area. So there's a high saturation of teams. Uh, Usually it's a city divided and we're not the most patient people. We're loyal, but we're also not going to just kiss your ass because you happen to play on our team. Um, So I don't know what the vibe is in Seattle, and I don't know how much of a quote-unquote leash the Kraken will have before they're expected to perform. I think some of that will honestly depend on who they keep uh, after the expansion draft, after the entry draft, and free agency. Yeah, and and, and again, it all goes down to that. It all goes down to, to the names attached. Go for, you know, market whatever you can out of it because it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a fun ride. And I, you know, I think everyone, everyone outside of Seattle, at least is excited for the Kraken to come into town. Uh, Maybe half of Arizona isn't uh, just because we're getting kicked out of our own division. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, We're very upset about that. Now we're going to be stuck with probably the worst travel schedule in the NHL. But. Yeah, well, let's talk about that for a minute. So you're headed to Central, yeah? Yeah, we are headed to the Central Division, All right. which is essentially going to be lots of traveling to Nashville, to Winnipeg, Minnesota, Chicago, St. Louis. Like that's They're all in two time zones over, sometimes one, because we don't participate in daylight savings. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll be interesting. Um, I don't know. So what do you make of, let's talk about this because, um, you know, as you said, you kind of, we kind of gave you the boot. Sorry. I mean, I didn't have anything to do with that though, just for the record. <laughs> but, um, um, so let's talk about central and, and Pacific right now. Um, I haven't seen the latest bet online odds. I know. And for good reason, we were like dead last is as far as, you know, 2022 Stanley cup final, which makes sense. We have zero, excuse me. We have one player. Um, But uh, you know, I think we're already seeing people looking at the available lists, thinking that Seattle can be pretty competitive in the Pacific region. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? But then also as far as outside of the the nagging travel schedule, how do you like uh, the Coyotes' chances in the Central Division? Uh, well, for that for that first part, uh, I'll just say this. The, uh, the Kraken can probably pick the most mediocre players in every player um, on, you know, off the list from any team on that in this uh, expansion draft and they'll still make the playoffs in the from the Pacific division. The Pacific division to me is next year is going to be so poor that it's going to be easy. I mean, outside of Vegas and Edmonton, I don't see any other good team. The California teams are garbage. Struggling is Um, yeah. (laughs) Understatement probably. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Vancouver is eh, probably mediocre. Same with Calgary, and that's it. <laughs> like, I mean, like I could, I honestly could see Seattle finishing like second or third in the division just because of that. That's how bad the um, the division is, which that, which is partially what makes me upset because <laughs> even a rebuilding Coyotes team could make the playoffs. Like, <laughs> uh, but now we're going to a division with, uh, uh, well, Coyotes have tend to have a really good time against the Blues. We can probably beat up on them all day all night it's not a problem 
I'm a little worried about being in the same division as Colorado. Outside of that, it's almost, I mean, it's not the same as the Pacific. There's definitely more talent in the Central. But I, yeah, Coyotes would be a fringe team at best. Mm-hmm. Well, we we got to see how it's all going to play out. I, I think we've already seen in again in the trades prior to the the protected lists uh, being due to the NHL that teams were definitely moving and making some trades because of the expansion draft. And now when we get on the other side of that, will we see more shakeups? I can almost guarantee it. Um, if that will impact Arizona, I guess we'll have to find out, Robin. <laughs> We all have to find out and maybe we'll see if there are other side deals that happen to have taken place that we don't know about. Um, All the secrets, all the lies, not lies, but definitely secrets. (laughs) Like, I mean, luckily, I don't like to to anyone, anyone's knowledge, we're not going to have a same uh, uh, Vegas Golden Knights, Florida Panthers deal. <laughs> yeah, I spoke to Armando Velas last week, and uh, that definitely came up. I think also Minnesota has some uh, lingering feelings about expansion drafts, so we might have to check in uh, and see see how Sean and the crew are doing. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> Seth, I, excuse me, Seth and the crew. I, I'm, and like I said, I'm not too worried because, and it, you can put that in the, in a good way or a bad way if you want to, <laughs> if you from a Coyotes perspective because. Talents, I guess we ha- we are already protecting all of our all our best. Well, there you go. If you're if you're if you're feeling confident with that list, then that's about as good as you can hope for going into the unknown. Where, as one of our guests on Locked On Kraken has been saying on uh, social media, Wednesday is officially Seattle Kraken steals your man's day. <laughs> if Aiden Hill was still on the team, yeah, that would have been the case for me because. I, I'll tell you, and like to kind of go back on that, I I watched him from his first game in Tucson um, when he was wow. playing for the Roadrunners, and uh, and from there I I was like, this guy's good, he's good, and he goes to play for the Coyotes. I'm like, no, don't don't let the Kraken take him, and and ends up being San Jose. Wow, <laughs> which I'm okay with because I grew up in San Jose. So okay, well, see, there you go. So you 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 can still follow Aiden and his uh trajectory but um robin i i think that that about does it at least for this first as i like to call it squad cast or crossover we're definitely gonna have to re-up obviously all of the things are happening <laughs> in the next handful of days and then we'll have the off season to digest it all and uh then make our predictions and uh see see um how this thing shakes out uh, yeah, I can't wait. These next few days are going to be uh, absolute chaos, and I'm going to love it. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. But uh, and I, and thank you for you know do, doing this uh, this uh, crossover as well. It's been been fantastic. Good to finally get you on with uh, with Locked On Coyotes, so the uh, Coyotes fans can can uh, you know listen to you and as well as you know figure out who you are. Speaking of which, let them know, uh, let the Coyotes fans know where they can find you. For sure. Well, obviously, you can find me um, at Locked On Kraken. That's the the daily podcast for the Seattle Kraken as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So would love a subscribe there. And uh, the show can be found at Locked On Kraken on Instagram and Twitter. As far as me, you can find me, Erica Lindsay Ayala, at 
elindsay08. That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-08. Same two platforms, Twitter and Insta is where uh, I'm most active. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. Once again, that's Erica Yala of the Locked On Kraken podcast. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to leave a review if you are on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe if you've yet to already. Available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, on Twitter, at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at RobLiano1. Uh, and uh, you can interact with us, ask us, ask us a question. Um, we can answer them on a future episode of the podcast. But once again, that's going to do it for this episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. Dry, and let's just say if it's hot out there, wherever you are in Arizona, stay cool. If it's rainy and thunderstorm like it was for me this morning on sun- the day of this recording, Sunday when my power went out, stay dry. And don't forget to howl on. All right, that'll do it for Locked on Kraken. I'm always so thrilled to be joined by other members of the Locked on NHL family. Robin, thank you so much for joining me for this squadcast. Hope you enjoyed. And remember, if you want live updates on the expansion draft, you have to follow at Locked on Kraken. And you can follow me also at elindsay08. But I think they're calling me at the gate. Next time you hear my voice, I will be somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. This is your host of Locked on Kraken. We have arrived. We made it. We are here. So uh, kudos to you. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you tomorrow on Locked on Kraken.